We're back with another edition of Riverland Footy Folklore, which is brought to you by BJR Painting Services, one of the best and most affordable painters in the Riverland. Call 0418-127-344 to speak to Brody for all your indoor and outdoor painting needs. Our guest today needs no introduction, but we'll give him one anyway. Uh, we'll just quickly run through his resume. Five-time Premiership player with Loxton North, three-time Premiership coach, 306 games, two times Murray Pioneer, uh, best on ground winner in the grand final, RFL Team of the Century, captain of his club, Riverland and Zone, six times Team of the Year representative and four times Coach of the Year. Craig Woodridge, that's quite a resume, mate. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Um, there's only one thing missing there, probably a Willis medal. Did you ever come close? Uh, yeah, come. Um, oh, you'd have to go back in the records. I think it might have come runner up a couple of times in a third or something like that. Yeah, yeah. You know, just, just. Around the mark a few times, yeah. yeah. Looking, looking over that as a, an outside observer, I, I find it hard to believe you haven't won one because you know, that's, that's an amazing resume of, of football. Um, you ever get a bit lippy with the umpires, mate? No, no, I was, I was always pretty good. So I'm assuming there's other blokes that have, you know, should have won it. You yeah. know, I've got a few teammates that probably back in our area when we were winning the premierships, you know, we, we never, well, we went in crutchy. Obviously, won one, but other than that, we we didn't, you know, we didn't win many. And yep. so, I've got a few teammates that probably should have won one as well. Yeah. Um, so, just on that area, so you you would have been in your prime in the in the late nineties, early two thousands. In regard, as one of the better players in the comp. Did you guys feel invincible at times? Oh uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, we when we won the, you know, we lost in ninety six to Locks, and then we won four after that. And I think yep. once we. Once we won a few, once we won a couple, um, I think we beat sides even before we'd run out in the oval. Yep. Um, even if we had a couple of players out, we knew our system, um, we knew what we needed to do, where we needed to kick to. So I'm, you know, we did feel oh, not, not invincible, maybe not the word, but I know we beat teams before we ran out in the oval. That's what it felt like. Yeah, um, we'll come back to that era shortly. Um, but I want to know where where your footy started for you. Um, Why did you take up footy? Was it a family thing? Um, uh, who'd you barrack for? Sample VFL as a kid? Yeah, I've always been Essendon with the VFL. Um, South Adelaide with the Santafel. Don't know where that come from, but um, yeah, just uh, I think living out Loxton, Loxton North. Um, yeah, footy was all you did. Yep. Kind of thing, footy, cricket or tennis in the, in the summer. Um, so yeah, just just started Loxton North in the under tens and half time in the A grade. We used to have. You know, when you're eight or nine, that's that's where you kind of start. There was no Oz kick or anything. It was just half time of the footy in A grade. And you, you know, as a kid, you yep. couldn't wait to play half time um, then. And then obviously under tens. And then back in the day, it was under twelves and under fourteens on Sundays. Yep. So yeah, that's so, where the footy started. Two big days of footy. Yeah, yeah. I think play yourself. Yeah, I think these days how they do it in the whole one day is a lot better for trainers, for parents. You know. Your you, mum and dad take you to footy all day Saturday, and then you got to back up and you know all your Sundays gone with footy again. So yep. I think to me, you start early and get it done in one day. Yeah, for sure. So you've come through the system at Loxton North. Who were some of the people that you played under and, and looked up to? Um, probably uh, Peter Barry's, your Lytton Prouds. Um, when I first started, they were the they were the ones in the A grade um, that were there for a long time um, that I played played with and um, yeah kind of look, looked up to yep and as a junior as well you, I imagine you would have some pretty good junior coaches yeah well if we go back to the under 14s we had Peter Lidgewood and Robbo Robinson so people might um, think Robbo back in the day but he Robbo was a big part of our junior 
junior footy, um, helping out with training and being a runner and everything. And yep. obviously, uh, named Barry Zander back in the day um, was one of our junior coaches. But Peter Lidgewood instilled a pretty um, good work ethic in that um, back in the day. Um, I think these days we're a bit soft on on kids with junior coaching, with uh, running and fitness. Um, you know, uh, back when I was a kid, you know, there's a lot of running involved and getting fit was yep. the main thing. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, you finally crack it for your first A-grade game, or I say finally, you were, yep. I think, 17, is that right? Yeah, I was, yeah 16 and a half. 16 and yeah, half. yeah. 1989. Yep. Um, North probably not travelling overly well at the time. No, no, we actually, I played, I always can remember to play Barmer. Obviously, you know, they won the premiership that year at Barmer. It's my first A-grade yep. game um, later in that year. So, yeah, a bit daunting playing, you know, Barmer in the first mm. game. Yeah, we... Obviously, and then in '99, in my first year under Terry Fisher, we didn't win a game. Yeah, so it's a pretty tough uh, apprenticeship. Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah, that makes all winning better. I think you know if you're winning all the time, it's it's good to have those kind of years. I think yeah. looking back on it anyway. Absolutely, but it wasn't long before you playing in your first grand final uh, against Wakery in '91. Um, Wakery obviously coming off the the draw and then the lo- big loss in 1990, so they were pretty yep. hungry. You guys kicked 22 goals that day. Yeah, that was, um, a lot of people remember it. 1991 was obviously Mark Rusciutio playing when he was 15. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was, we had, a, we had a, obviously Sean Jackson come over from Wakery and coached us and he added a bit of professionalism to Locks North, brought a few recruits, obviously. We had a gun side, but obviously Wakery had a, a gun side as well. So, okay. yeah, it was I know back then I was known as one of the best grand finals ever to be played. So to kick twenty two goals and lose, absolutely, yeah, it was yeah, yeah, it would have been a heartbreaker. But at the same time, you, you come a long way, obviously, from where you were the, the previous couple of years yep. as well. So, yep. um, so you're establishing yourself in this A grade team in the early nineties, and um, unfortunately, you do your knee in, in nineteen ninety four. What what happened and how did that come about? Yeah, it was just a nine side game actually, pre season game, and got tackled and slung around and bang cracked start of the year so yeah missed all the 94 yeah with a knee reconstruction so um yeah missed that and then obviously come back in 95 but it, it took me a good year to get my confidence yeah yeah i was gonna ask that so so had for those who haven't done the knee like myself yep. how, how do you go about getting confidence is it just playing more more and more games yeah, you have to do um you know rehab and that oh sort of yeah thing? did rehab did it you know in the pool and wait every night doing stretches um yeah, if, if you want to get back, it's a, it's a long road, knee reconstructions. If you haven't had one, you've got no idea yep. um, of all the strengthening you need to do, um, all the exercises. Uh, yeah, it was, it was a long year, 94, mm-hmm. watching them play and and just doing my rehab and then come back in 95, just worrying about doing it again. That's what it, it, it is, it's time and just training and playing. And eventually, you know, the end of 95, I started to get somewhere near what I thought I could have played like, but it was only really 96 that, yeah, back to normal. It's a long time, isn't it? Ah, a long time, yeah. 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 So obviously between uh, your first grand final in 91 and, and then uh, Locks and North reaching the grand final again in 96, it's yep. probably, Locks and North probably underperformed in that time. So what happened in 1996 to, to change and help the Panthers rise up the ladder? Oh, Crutchy took over as coach, just changed everything, yep. changed their thought process. Um, yeah, just made people more accountable at training and, you know. Um, we come from that AFL background with Fitzroy. Yeah, and just rewarded blokes who wanted to, you know, you, you 
didn't have to be the longest kick or the best mark and everything. You just had to be on the training. You you know, he picked blokes that couldn't play before blokes that could. And yeah. um, some of the blokes then realised that, uh, you know, they needed to train more and put more effort. And fitness was a big thing with Crutchy. And, yeah, and he had a pretty clear kind of game plan. So yeah. took a bit at the start, you know, and then once... Uh, you know, everyone believed in what he was doing. Yeah, everyone got on board and that certainly yeah. Yeah, made the way for, for why we were so successful. Absolutely. Um, we'll get to the grand final in a sec, but uh, for, for people outside like the club like myself, we, we normally hear lots of North people talk about Crutchy with such reverence. You know, he's um, almost Messiah-like. Was he that revered within the club or was he just, you know, your average bloke? That oh, no, he was revered. Don't worry about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah no. We told, told plenty of stories. He used to go around his place and you'd have this round table and it would have all bits of paper and about footy, about players and opposition players. And he would uh, he would have done that much research. He knew what, you know, every player he coached and obviously oppositions, he just had it. He could go there and he's just, it's just footy. He yeah. just lived and breathed footy. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, so that loss in 1996 was pretty mon- monumental. Um, yep. 102 points, which is still a record, I believe. Yep. Um, how do you recover from a loss like that and then go on in 97 to, to produce a flag? Yeah, we had obviously a few injuries leading up to the grand final, but in saying that, Loxton probably were just about the best team I've ever played against that yeah, year. Okay. Yeah, they just had stars. Obviously, um, the Brosnans, a um, couple of Port players, um, that come up in that era, as well as the locals, your Matty Schutzers and Gucci's and all that. Yeah, they they just had an unbelievable team. I, even if we had a full team, we might have, we might have got within fifteen goals. I reckon. Yeah, they were just they were. Uh, Paul Rosanica, that's kind of like I was thinking of. You know, they just they were an unbelievable unbelievable team, and I think we were just happy to get there. Like, yeah. you know, it's been ninety one, so we got to ninety six, and I, I'm pretty sure at the end of the game, you know, we were a bit. Obviously disappointed, but I reckon we're more happy just to make it. Yeah. You were in the right track. We had a good coach and we just need to add a couple of players and a few of us get a bit older and, and we were heading in the right direction. So it was disappointing, but I don't think it was, yeah, we got smashed, but I think we all knew that we got smashed by an unbelievable team. Yeah, which sort of eases the, the pain a little yep. bit, doesn't it? Yeah. Yep. Um, the, uh, the the following year you... Uh, you beat uh, Wakery by 31 points in the grand final yep. for the first uh, first flag. Matt Grummet wins BOG, and, but I'm sure there's no way you guys could have foreseen the next three years of success that were coming your way. Oh, hell no. no. 97 was unreal. You know, we hadn't won one for, you know, since uh, 79. So mm. it was just an enjoyment of winning one and been a long time for Locks North. So, yeah, yeah it, you know, obviously we had a pretty stable team. Um and we were, we were going to have a stable team for the next few years, but we, we you know, we were just happy to win one. But I oh, look, all, I think people that have won grand finals, once you won one, you want that feeling again. So having the same group, it was pretty easy to get back up and, and go again the next year. Absolutely. We won't go heavily into each flag, but yep. 98 must have a bit of a special flavour for you winning best on ground that day and to be able to contribute in, in such a, away in, in the final game of the year against um, you know, your arch rival Loxon and get some revenge against them as well from two years Yeah, previous. there was probably a little bit of revenge because we got spanked in 96, so it was good to beat them. Obviously, it's always good to play in finals. Um, but yeah, I think winning back-to-back's a, a fair effort too, mm-hmm. so 
that was <clears throat> a couple of things, you know, beating Loxon, obviously, to get him back for 96, but obviously back-to-back premierships doesn't happen that often, so that was yeah. that was pretty pleasing. Absolutely. So not 99, um, you knock off Barmer for the third one, and that was the closest of the three, I think 14 points. Um, and to the 2000, uh, you beat Wakery again, yeah. and you're the captain. Um, that's been a pretty special one as well. Yeah, so 99, Barmer... Geez, they had a lot of good players in that mm. side. A lot of good players, Jones and Pierre, um, obviously Lester Ross, and they just yeah, and obviously you know Kasolki and Moore and all that, and you know they were pretty star-studded team. Mm. So it was a pretty enjoyable win actually, because Matt got um, KO'd in the first quarter, and he was obviously our best player at the time. Um, yeah, and to beat Barmer, um, yeah, pretty pretty satisfying, and obviously in two thousand. Yeah, I think my chances captain and, and yeah, be a premiership captain at Locks North. Uh, yeah, I was very thankful for that. So yeah, yeah, that was a you know, um, we I think we got in two thousand we got beaten by sixty odd points in the second semi by Wakery. So yeah, they right. stitched us up pretty well. Yeah. So to turn it around and come back and beat them in the grand final is a massive, massive effort. Yeah. 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 That was probably one. Yeah, we probably maybe you know we won three in a row. Maybe it was time that we probably weren't going to win it, but we obviously got up and, yeah, one of those things, I think we just believed that we could win. Yep. Yep. So we're here with Craig Woodridge on Riverland Footy Folklore, brought to you by BJR Painting Services, the best and affordable painters getting around. Um, just want to touch back on the, that Loxton rivalry, um, obviously 96 and 98 playing grand finals against each other. Is it as strong now as it was back then? And what's that rivalry like for those outside, you know, um, the Loxton area? Yeah, it's different to when I first started. Um, back in the late 80s and early 90s, I called it a lot of hate, I reckon. It's just mm-hmm. a real, it was a real rivalry because there wasn't a lot of um, outside players. It was just all local Locks and Locks North people. Yeah. So it's kind of changed. The, the rivalry's still still there. Um, and, you, you know, obviously each, every game you play each year against Locks and Locks North, you, you want to you wanna beat them. But I always put it this way: I think sometimes the supporters want to win more than the players, yeah. and that's what I felt when I first when I coached that people more just wanting to beat Loxton, you know, the supporters more than the players because a lot of the players are mates these days. Yeah, you know, back in the other days, it wasn't that there, there was, but not so much. The or more these days, there's mates with Loxton, Loxton North. You know, they'll they might work together or they hang around together. Went to and school together. Went to school together. So yeah, I don't know if that's explain it well enough but yeah yeah no, perfect mate um reflecting back on those those four grand finals um we i imagine you would be extremely proud of that as a as a um you know stalwart of locks north football club um which one of those four means the most to you yeah, a, yeah. i know it's a tough one it's like picking your favorite child but <laughs> oh look obviously 97 i think the first one's always gonna gonna um you know, do the trick, but you know, I could say, you know, 98, win them back to back. So the first one would be the one, but then I could say 98, win them back to back, you know, is to get back up next year and go through it again and win it. And obviously, 99, we beat Barmer, un- unbelievable side. And then obviously, 2000, you know, um, getting beaten by 60 points in the second semi and then coming back. So they've all got their different aspects to, yeah. of yeah. what, you know, why we won. But yeah, I'd look, you know, we have footy reunions, you know, we, we've, Hopefully, we'll still be able to meet this year for the 2001, which will be a 20 year reunion. And it's just, it's really good just to, you know, we'll watch the video on a Friday night down the footy club of the game um, to, to 
to get back with all the blokes. It's a pretty awesome feeling. I guess a lot of the guys are still around here, aren't they? That's, that's yeah, they cool. are. That's right. Yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. a bit different to a lot of other clubs, I'd imagine. Yeah. Uh, 2001 comes along and you take the Reigns as uh, playing coach for the first time. Big shoes to fill. Yeah. Um, taking over after David Crutchfield. Was it tough to be a player coaching? Oh, very tough, yeah. Obviously, Crutchy was going to coach and then pulled out. And then um, they were looking for a coach and I just thought, well, know the players, know the system. Yep. You know, when, when I um, took over the coach, uh, just kept the same philosophies, um, same game plan and that. But obviously, it was coming to an era, you know, you know, Crutchy wasn't playing, a few others left and mm-hmm. that. And we still made the finals. We lost in the first semi um, to Berry. Um, you know, and then that was obviously in 2002, it really changed your whole side, went from, you know, a couple retired and, and there was a lot more younger kids coming through. So, yeah. you know, after that second year, I knew it was time to, you know, it was just too hard playing and coaching, Yeah, you know, um, yeah, just to go back and obviously lefty come in, which was really good for our club. Yeah, for sure. Um, end of 2002, yep. um, obviously tra- tragedy struck when, um, your coach and mentor David Crutchfield took his own life. Yep. Um, I can only imagine what a tough time that was for not only yourself but the rest of the team, the yep. club, and the community. Yeah, we took a bus down to his funeral. Yep. Um, as Crutchy did, he had everything planned. He had you know, a few thousand dollars on the on the tab for the Locks North boys. He, he had yeah. everything planned. He's just he's meticulous, and yeah, it was pretty very very sad um, day at his funeral. Um, yeah, I would I would have said. Just about everyone would have cried. Yeah, yeah all the all the boys. Um, it was pretty emotional. And then obviously we did have a funeral back at the the, the club to spread his ashes around the oval, um, spread out in the middle of the oval, and the club room was packed. Yeah, so yeah, yeah very. It was yeah, wasn't wasn't the nicest time um, when a bloke's done all that for the club, and you know, um, yeah, we wouldn't have I wouldn't have won the four flags. I won for Crutchy. So yeah, he changed the whole club. Did he show any signs of you know, that that was coming? Or? Um, oh, I think for people that knew him, um, his family, his best mates, um, basically I think when footy was finished, his life, yeah, he was, he, that was the end for him. Yep. Yep. Yeah, right. Mm. So has that sort of helped you, I, I guess, in a way, you know, when you see, you know, you've coached obviously since then, Um does that help you in a way when you look at some of the young fellas coming through and maybe identifying some issues with them if they're they're battling a little bit and you can yeah them? yeah with oh when I coached we had a oh, just a couple that suffered um, anxiety and depression and that so yeah you try to pick up and you try to do the best best you can when you co- you're not just coaching you're trying to help them out as well in their in their life so yeah I think we always Crutchy was just too big a deeper thinker like you know mm. and then I think that was the the downfall of him. Um, so his spirit yeah. still lives on at the football club oh, pretty heavily, well, doesn't it? Uh, very heavily, very mm. heavily. Yeah. yeah, you know we've got an award named after him that gets picked every year at the presentation night, and a few of us get up every now and then and talk about what everything means and what Crutchy means and that. So yeah, yeah. Um, so obviously two thousand and three, um, you hand the reins to Terry Lefty, like you mentioned. Uh, what was his approach like? Um, coming from outside the football club? Oh, he was a good fit for our footy club, Lefty. He'd come in, um, he was really good at getting all the blokes together um, and getting on the same page and, you know, enjoying their footy. Um, he, he loved his footy too. So, yeah, we, you know, had some good years under Lefty. 
you know, yeah. one grand final win, one loss, and we made a prelim. So, yeah, he it was a good fit, very good fit for us. It would have been tough for him, though, coming in um, and almost having to pick up the pieces a little bit after yeah. the club would have been fairly broken, I'd imagine, after everything yep. that had gone on. Yeah, I think so. But you know, the best thing that happened was him winning the premiership because mm-hmm. all we would used to talk is about our, the premierships with Crutchy and then yep. all of a sudden we went and won one in 2004. Uh, were lefty, so it was just like it kind of broke the ice, I reckon. Um, so yeah, it's good. Yeah. So on that premiership, another top performance from yourself, mate. Best on ground again. Um, you're 15 years into your career at that stage, um, and you, you know, you've won five premierships. Did yep. you consider retirement at that stage to go out on, on a high? No, not really. No, I um, always had a kind of a you know, I'll retire at 35, 36. Mm-hmm. Um, a few years left, then, yeah, a few years left as enjoy my footy. Um, yeah, you know, we had a, a the good thing is when in 2004 is it's kind of we're a little bit older, you know, myself, some Sherbs and Clary and Van and that, and mm-hmm. we're just that bit older. And we sat back and watched all the younger blokes that come through, you know, we I think we had three sets of brothers, I think Williams's, Fowers's, no, and Barry's and Barry's, yeah, yep. yeah. So it was a lot of local young kids that had come through the Locks North system, yeah. played in that grand final. So, um, yeah, I think obviously Pickle, Michael played Arnold's, but I think Timmy might have been in, in Adelaide then he'd yep. come back. So, yeah, so it was um, yeah pretty satisfying, that one. Yeah, for sure. So you end up playing for another four years after that. Um, you finish up in 2008 with 306 games under your belt. What was that final game like, knowing you wouldn't pull on the boots again? Was that a bit of relief or just... Yeah, know, I think, yeah, oh, a bit of both. Um, we played... We played Barmer at Waker, I reckon, in a first semi and lost. But, um, yeah, my, I was ready, my body, um, reconstruction, you know. In the end, young kids, um, eldest lad, Zach would have been, you know, seven, seven then. So I remember a few Sundays I couldn't kick the footy with him out the back. So I think that was like the, you know, this time my body was just ready to, ready to, to, to give in. And obviously I love golf as well. So it was time to, time to put back and have a bit of fun playing golf, which didn't last that long. But um, no, I was ready to, I couldn't have went any longer. Or I reckon paying for it worse now. So. Yeah, we mentioned it didn't last that long. The coaching itch obviously got you again. <laughs> um, you returned to the helm in 2010. So what did you learn from that previous two years stint to um, your second stint? Um, obviously when I first did was just, I was kept as normal with the crutchy way and, and possibly should have changed a few things. I, I come back in 2010 with a clear vision and exactly what I wanted to do and put more people around to help me. Mm-hmm. And that was the biggest thing. You yeah. can't do it by yourself. You need to have people, um, you know, I was lucky to obviously have, first of all, get Sherps as a runner, assistant mm-hmm. coach or whatever you want, you know, he was... Yeah, pretty, you know, I had Steve Inglis there, um, Peter Barry, you know, Steve Proud, you know, had all these people there yep. to help me. All with obviously differing views and different experiences in football that yeah, come together and make, yeah. make yeah. something special. Oh, I have, yeah, James Altman as well there. Yep. But yeah, had just different views and, yeah, and just probably try to talk footy with more people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, 2011, everything fell into place, and you were able to taste that premiership success for the first time as a as an A grade coach. Um, I remember that day; it was pretty cold and drizzly, and nearly dark by the time the game was finished, yep. and um, you know, pretty wet and miserable. But yep. my bet would be that you wouldn't have 
cared about that whatsoever. No, any day it's windy at Locks North, you know, I always said it to the boys when I coached, if it was yep. windy, I'd walk in the change and the first thing I'd say, this is unreal. Yep. That, you know, the team next door would be hating it at yep. Locks North. So I remember it was, well, I think we're four goal up at three quarter time and it started to rain. Mm. And I just, you know, I just, oh, this is gold. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, obviously held on. What was that moment like when uh, when the final siren went when, as a premiership coach compared to a player? Oh, yeah, it's it's certainly way different than playing because obviously, you know, you got all the players, you know, just to see the enjoyment in the face and all the supporters. And yeah. um, obviously we've been, you know, through a rough time in 2009 and 10 and mm-hmm. we're getting spanked a bit. Um, so to come and change it pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was pretty – and the winner at our home ground too was even better. Definitely. Uh, imagine the party that night, not having to leave – Leave the, the yeah. place would have been pretty big. Yeah, it took a while to get out of the change room. So, yeah, yeah, yeah no, it was pretty good. Actually, I did hear it lasted for, for more than a few days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. Well, I wouldn't think I would have given up by Tuesday, but I'm assuming all this few of the other boys would have yeah, wanted to for a while. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you must like the odd years, though, because obviously you won in 2011, 13, and 15, a bit similar yep. to Geelong in 07, yep. 09, 11. Yep. So, what happened in between those years? You guys were pretty competitive in between, weren't you? Yeah, uh, obviously, we lost the prelims in both 12 and 14. Yep. So 12, we did lose a few players. Um, yeah, lost a few players and obviously... Barmer were pretty good that year as well. Yeah, they? yeah, yeah, they were really good. Um, yeah, I think, you know, in 2000, if we skip, we go to 2014, I think we come minor premiers and lost both finals, which is, oh, that's that's as bad as it gets, I reckon, losing two finals yeah. and going out. So, yeah. Yeah. How was that? So how did you take that one? Well, I probably, if we had made the grand final and maybe won, I might have given up after 2014. But when we ended in 2014, there was no way yeah. I was giving up. We had to go back and do something about it because we had a pretty stable group. Yeah. Um, yeah. So if we go back to 2013, we've been over yeah. that one. Um, we've recently made it to the uh, the final of our marks up greatest yeah. grand final bracket, yeah. um, only narrowly losing to last year's grand final. Um, you lost against Barman Monash. Well, every game that you bar one, which you drew, yeah, um, until the grand final. So, how did you go about plotting their downfall? Yeah, I think we lost by close to seventy points in the second semi. It was at Barmer. Mm. Um, yeah, that obviously, yeah, that this grand final to me is yeah, just never should have won it. Um, yeah, we got beaten in the second semi. Um, so the first thing is we had to get them up and about to beat Loxon in the prelim. Loxon obviously were mm. a really good side back then as well. Yeah, um, we were down at half time I think in the prelim and made a couple moves and they worked and uh, got over the line and then obviously in that prelim we lost Andrew Hume our best target mm-hmm. um, and obviously Ryan Gray who won our best and fairest that year didn't play in the grand final as well so we had two, two key blokes so well we spent a lot of time grand final week early in the week um, to do things differently mm-hmm. um, Barma would have had a clue on a few things we did we did different matchups um, different areas where we kicked the footy and and yeah played a loose man in defence at certain times which they I don't think they picked up on so yeah. a lot of not just my planning but you know I talked to you know your cookies and pickles de- about matchups down back and because mm-hmm. they just they could kick goals they could yeah you know and that was the main thing was to contain Barmer yeah that, that was the main thing because once they get off to a good start you weren't going to peg them back so yeah, yeah we. Played an unbelievable game. Um, Daniel Proud did his hamstring in the first quarter. Mm-hmm. So we didn't have our best on ball. Yeah, yeah. He had to go and stand up in the goal square. 
Um, Andrew Baker after half time did his shoulder, mm-hmm. so he couldn't come back on. Nathan Brown had a broken thumb, so he had injections. And then, you know, had Tom Stevens and, and Andrew Tullett in the last quarter both cramping up. So how we won, I've no idea in the end. We were just... Well, you ran so, over them in the end because they came well, back. they come back and they run over. Yeah, so, yeah. We, so basically Andrew Baker on the bench couldn't go back on. Um, Daniel Proud had to stand in the in the forward line with a bung hamstring. And then I had two other blokes that basically couldn't run because they cramped up. So, oh, yeah. Uh, unbelievable. I yeah. remember the Brad Walter goal. Yeah, down down the uh, the scoreboard end. Yeah, and people just going nuts yep. and getting around him. Um, yeah, old Baz kicked two from outside. 50. Yeah, he just yeah. unbelievable kicks. Yeah, yeah, it's just the you know we put a plan in place and they did it to the T. Yeah, you know? um, that differs a little bit from 2015, which you described yeah. to me as the, the perfect game. Yeah, um, Wolford had the ball on a string. Yeah. Um, Beeching obviously got injured early, which yeah. helped. Um, must have been a good day knowing that you've got this one wrapped up pretty early. Yeah, and that was the year we drew with Barry in the second semi, and that was Drew year Loxon and Wakery drew. It was probably one of the closest comps to those 15 because Barnum missed yeah. the finals that year, and they had a good team as well. So yep. it was the strongest year, I reckon, mm-hmm. as in four teams. That whole four teams could have won the premiership. Well, both drawing in that first week yeah. of finals. Yeah. yeah. Usually there's three teams in the Riverland comp that can mm-hmm. win it, two to three. Yep. Max, but it was four possibly, you know, Barnum weren't that far off. Um, yeah, the grand final, even before Beeching went off, we were under, we had them under control. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It was just, the boys were just on, on fire. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I remember you were pretty happy that day. Oh yeah. It was just, you know, again, you know, you do things a little bit differently. Um, in the grand final, Barnum's longer oval, so you, you just, you know, but. Oh, they they were just awesome, you know. At three quarter time, from ten eleven goals up, yep. game over. Yeah, so nice feeling. Yeah, uh, a couple more questions for you, mate. Um, you played and coached interleague and zone footy. What makes it so special to you, and would you like to see it return? Again, oh, yes, yeah, yeah. Quite my half, I reckon um, we need to do more. We, you know, we're not. Some of the kids will never go to Adelaide and play footy. We need to, you know, not. We need to give them. Get them to become better players, which then makes our league better, right? So, mm-hmm. if you can play just the next step up to Riverland footy, you know all the best players playing together, you're going to become better, yep. and then they'll come back to the clubs and they'll be better footballers. But right now, we're we're taking the easy option. They might, you know, I, I got it going back a few years ago. I said I'll coach the team. I'll have I'll make it work. You just give me a game. Yeah. Um. And obviously. You know, um, we've got it going and now it's stopped again. And obviously, Lee Kruger and I, and obviously, Shane's, Shane Yaren's pretty keen on it, which is good. Um, we just, what we need to do is we need to get it sorted with someone and have a five year plan. Like, this is what we're going to do for five next five years. And yeah. the problem is, it'll take two or three years for people to get keen on it again. That, and that's what's, when I first took it over, you know, some players didn't want to play. So I was just playing blokes. I, I didn't want to have this, um, if you don't play, you get suspended. I didn't want that. I always wanted blokes that want to play. Yeah. I think you'll probably find that a lot of other legs are in a similar boat yep. at the moment. So that, that yep. could be the issue of finding games as well now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's got to be bigger things on it. You know, I think, you know, back in the late 90s, I played in the zone game. So not the really we played the Riverland game and then got picked for the zone games. Yep. We played before AFL. Mm. You know, I remember playing before the Crows and Essendon, Richmond and Port. Yeah, that's Footy Park. Yeah, that, yeah, down at Footy Park. That's that's what they need to do. Put a carrot on the end of this, you know, these blokes playing zone footy to play at Adelaide Oval before an AFL game. I know they're all a bit precious these days because you can't play before an AFL game. But mm. you know, even before a Centrefield game or something, I don't know. Yeah. But 
we need to put something in place. Yep. Uh, and North, obviously renowned for its uh, strong culture and um, playing local players and everything like that. Can you give us some insight into that and how it came about? Obviously, Crutchy drove a fair bit of it, but you know, you, it can't just be one person. You know, everyone's got to sort of want to buy into that. Yeah, and I suppose look, we have paid players over years, mm-hmm. but not exorbitant amounts, and we only play one or two when we need to. So I think we learnt back in the early nineties. Um, they started playing too many players, and in the end, it kind of got the club broke. We went through that era, and I think you know ninety three, ninety four. They just that was it, you know, and that was a real breaking point when we really sent the club broke, and we were getting too many player players in. Now we just get you know we we get a if we need to as there a mate that's got a couple of mates coming back, paying a bit of fuel money and that you know. Um, but other than that, you know, it's mainly local players. And that puts a good feeling because you know if you come to the club and you go and train, you're going to get a game. Yeah. The other thing is, if we do get players coming in, we get in front of the group and we tell them, you know, we back in 2011 we had Jamie Ferguson and Tim Roberts come back with Ryan Gray, and we were up front that these boys are going to get paid because they're kind of coming from us in front of her. Not none of this secret stuff and who's getting what. But, you know, they're getting paid. They're coming up, and everyone knows. And you know, it, it just got to be open and about it. And I, but I think the main thing is is if you come to the club um, and you train hard, you're not going to worry about a bloke coming from Adelaide taking your spot. If yep. you if you earn your spot, you'll get your spot. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And I look at it, this theory is, if you can win a grand final every six or seven or eight years, you're going all right. If you think you can win more than that, you know, I think you're in. You're not being realistic. Mm-hmm. And if Locks North can win one every seven or eight years, well, most players will get to win a premiership in their in their kind of era. Yeah. You guys have been a bit, bit lucky. Oh, you've been very lucky, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and that's why the, the group I coach in 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, that's a pretty stable group. Mm. Just add a few in, a few here. and It's amazing what know. that stability can do. Oh, the team. core group, I think, had, you know, 10 or 11 players that played in the, in the you know, the three years, and then you add a few of the local young lads coming up through. It's just, yeah, it's, yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. So the last uh, section here, we call it Fast Five, just five quick fire questions. Um, so I'll quickly rip through them, mate. Yep. Toughest opponent? Toughest opponent. Um, would have been a few. Yeah, it would have been a few. Yeah. Something like a Nathan Tape or a Daniel Evans from Loxton. Yep. yep. Why, is it, why is that? Just uh, just strong over the footy, good overhead, just smart footballers. Yep. 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 Uh, prefer to play or coach a flag? <laughs> no, that, that's a hard question. I don't know, just coaching's a pretty good feeling because mm. mm, it's not just yourself, it's all the players. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Play or coach a wooden spoon? No, no, play. <laughs> play. Yeah. Less pressure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, best player you've coached? Best player I've coached? Jeez. That'll get, that'll get some people. Best player I've coached. Uh, let's go with uh, Ryan Proud. Yep. Uh, 2013, he had a big day. Yeah. Um, and last question, um, how's Zach going down at West Adelaide with everything at, at the moment? Yeah, real good. Um, yeah, he's got a, obviously uh, been out of under-18s this year. So mm-hmm. he did pre-season and got a contract, yep. um, which is good for him. Um, yeah, he's yeah, really fit now, um, really enjoying it, all the training and everything. Um, got a bit of way to go, I think, before he plays um, 
believe, but I think he knows that. And but um, hopefully he'll stay the journey and just see how it goes. Yeah, it's but it's pretty daunting country kid going Adelaide, you know, by himself renting and getting yep. a job and footy and everything. But um, and everything else that's going on at the moment. Yeah, well. yeah, but yeah, I think he, yeah, I think he's he's done everything right. He's committed committed to do it. So hopefully in the next year or two, um, yeah, he'll, he'll get to where he wants to wants to get. Yeah, fingers crossed. Mm. Um, big thank you to you, Craig, uh, for being so candid and, and sharing your, your footy story. Um, don't forget this edition of Riverland Footy Folklore brought to you by BJR Painting Services. We'll see you next time. Thanks for coming on board, mate. No problems. Thanks, Nick.